and then at that same point i i I was running and then I found out that running was just the best vehicle and the best way in medium to to know a place and eventually also get to know yourself. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 26 of the Morning Shakeout podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mario Fraioli, and this week... I am chatting with Maurizio Diaz, and he is not someone that I expect you'll know or a name that I think you'll recognize, but Maurizio is doing some pretty cool stuff in the running space, and I'm excited to share more of that with all of you. Maurizio, along with a few of his friends, accidentally co-founded a company that they call Are Libre out of Mexico City. And what Are Libre is, is a project that aims to connect people with indigenous populations and their land through the vehicle of running. Really, it's a socially conscious running experience that is part athletic, mostly cultural, extremely educational, and undoubtedly transformative. Maurizio was recently in San Francisco. He dialed me up. We got together for a run, sat down afterward, and he told me all kinds of wild stories that I think you will get a kick out of. So, without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Maurizio Diaz. We are rolling after lunch and a great trail run here in Marin County. Maurizio Diaz, welcome to the Morning Shakeout Podcast. Thank you, Mario. This was... uh... Well, this this is a very good experience. It's it's from from just the sandwich I had to the trails we just ran. Uh, it's been very real, and that's what we we always strive and look for. Yeah. Now, a lot of my listeners aren't going to recognize your name, so why don't you tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. Um. So, well, again, uh, I'm Mauricio Diaz, and I'm from from Mexico. I was born in Mexico City, and uh, and I've been there now for almost uh, five years now. And um, I, uh, together with uh, Daniel and Manuel, my two other partners, we co-founded in December 2015, without knowing it, Aire <laughs> um, uh, Libre, which is nowadays a travel and running running experience company as uh, and at the same time we also do content and stories travel and and running stories yeah what was the genesis for aire libre in 2015 so the genesis it all started with manuel uh, who is originally from a state in the north of mexico called uh, sonora uh, and uh, in december he he felt like running uh, an ultra distance he didn't want to do a race, but he just wanted to push himself and do do something different. Um, and at that point, he 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 told me, invited me to join. And but at that point, I I had other plans. I was thinking of going to to Colombia in December, and but my plan fell apart. And I got back to Manuel and told him like, Hey, Manuel, so how is that plan going? No? And he said, well, I'm going, uh, so uh, you want to join? Uh, you can, I said, yeah, because uh, my Colombia thing is, is now off. And so, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll join. And, and we took, uh, took a look at, at the original plan. He, he originally wanted to run from his hometown, Hermosillo, to the coast in Bayaquino, 
but it was going to be a run that was going to go through just a, a, a highway. And, and when I, when I joined the plan, I, well, we said like, well, we might consider like changing the, the, the adventure, the route, maybe find something more interesting and different off road. And, and then we were checking out the map and then we realized that we could do a run uh, along the coast in the Sea of Cortez from a small town called, really small town, like 30 people eh, wow. called the uh, Desemboque, again, all the way to Bayaquino. And, 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 and yeah, and, and we decided to do it there, not, not only because it's very isolated and, and, and beautiful and along the sea, but also because all of that land and belongs to uh, an indigenous tribe called the Seri, the Seri people. And, and we, well, yeah, we would felt that it would be like a very uh, amazing and, and original and privileged experience to do something like that. And luckily, M Manuel's family has a tight uh, relationship, close relationship with the Seri people. And so we were able to get through the, uh, to them through, through his mother. Because you, as I was saying, no, you can't really just go and pop up and run there. You have to that, ask for that, permission. That is not advisable. Exactly. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's not advisable. No. So, um, so we had to go and ask permission. And so in like a very, you know, like romantic way, Manuel had to fly, had to meet the, the elderly council and tell them what we were planning on doing. And when you would think like, you know, like if you just imagine pitching to this uh, group of elderly people like, Hey, yeah, so we want to run uh, 60 miles in your desert. No, <laughs> like what they would think, but, uh, it almost sounds like going to a woman's father and asking for permission <laughs> to marry her. But <laughs> You've got to go and charm them and try to convince them that, yeah, I'm a good match for exactly. your, your daughter, or in this case, I'm a good match for your land uh -huh. uh, and, and I'm worthy of running through it. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. So, and luckily um, they, they heard, uh, they knew, they kind of recognized that our intentions were good. Mm -hmm. um, and they, they said like, yeah, uh, please come do this. And not only also because we also see that this is going to bring some good to our land. We see this as uh, someone's going to come and sacrifice themselves. And usually, you know, in like, well, yeah, I guess in many, many different uh, tribes and from, from all, all, yeah, in all the world, when you sacrifice, it's usually for something. Right. So this, they saw precisely as a sacrifice we were going to do in their land. Yeah, and that was going to bring some good, may just down the, down the future. No. Yeah. And on your end, I mean, there were at this time, there were no business ambitions behind it. This was just something that your friend wanted to do. He got you on board to sort of help out with it. And I don't want to say the rest is history, but it just, it grew from there. Yeah, exactly. And that, at that point we didn't have a clue what we were doing. No, we, there's we no were, name to it. No name like to it. We were just following, as you said, our our passion. We were just doing what we love to do. And mm -hmm. uh, and then when 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 we came up with that plan, it, it 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 just started to seem so unique and original that we we had to we said like we can't just go and and like you know maybe take some snaps with our phones. It'd be really good to document this like properly. 
and my best friend Daniel happens to be a documentary photographer and, and, a, and a, quite an adventurer as well. And so I, I had to let him know and he didn't have, and he didn't think about it. He was like, of course I'll, I'll join him. I'll board, come. Yeah. And, and, and the last piece, uh, and it was at, at that same time, a friend from the U S who's been on your show and Knox Robinson, uh, I knew he was going to come to Mexico. Uh, and so I wrote him an email and told him, Hey Knox, so we're going to be doing this. And do you want to join? And I just got like five, a five word, uh, email reply saying, basically I'm completely in. <laughs> Sounds like Knox. <laughs> had you met him to at that point? Yeah, I had met him a year before in okay. Mexico City, exactly, and then and that's why I knew he was going to come back, and, and and so we 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 did that, and and he in the end he also brought up two other friends, and then we had our own uh, our small party of five runners, and and Danny the documenter, the the photographer, and and one pickup band who. Who, yeah, just helped out. No. So, what did the timeline look like for all of this? When did you actually do the run? And working backwards from there, when did you first start talking about this idea and putting the pieces in place to make it actually happen? Mm, I can't recall the exact date of the run, but it was this was after Christmas. This was like the uh, twenty. I don't know, maybe 28th of December or something like that. Okay, late 2015. Uh -huh. So end late of the year. 2015, exactly. And, uh, well, in this first adventure, we cut it like off very quickly. It wasn't like, uh, you know, like a half a year planning. It was something that came up. We had to come up with, I, I guess, in like less than maybe a month, a month and a week or something. Wow, okay. So, and that, you know, that was from coming up with a route, uh, asking permission to the, to the city people, and getting the permission then is uh, yeah telling my friend Danny to come and join and have him like get getting yeah getting creative to see how he was gonna do this and then finding about Knox coming and sending him an email and then just putting up the the last pieces you know how we're gonna drive there who's gonna drive us there who's uh what do we need you know, and all of the last yeah small details and and but I well I guess it's like you know those sort of things that you you must you don't have to you, you don't plan much and you don't have to just, just think about it much but just just do just it go out and do it yeah because if you started to think of like i don't know maybe you know like oh we're gonna be really exposed out in the desert maybe we should consider this and this and that and then you can you, talk uh, yourself out of exactly. it pretty easily <laughs> um before we go any further how long was the route that you had come up with for this adventure mm, so it was i think in the end that and that they it ended up being uh, 58 miles about that uh, point and, to point uh point to point and we we had uh, done a, a, some calculus that it was going to be about 60 uh, miles but we weren't we weren't like like sure totally sure totally right. sure so that was also something fun <laughs> about it because we were when we were out running it that element of the unknown and it's like okay so we're at this point but we don't know like if it's gonna be this or that much more amount uh, you know running so uh, and that was for some that just broke them mentally and said like 
okay, so I'm out. And but some of the yeah, the, the uh us who three three of us who did finish, we were like, okay, well we're let's just let's just go. No? So there were five of you who started. Uh-huh. Yourself, uh, me, Knox, uh, Manuel, uh, Fred, and Sean. Fred and Sean. Are, two of Sean. Uh, two uh, of uh, Knox's friends. Exactly. Okay. So there are additional logistics involved for this. So you're running 58 miles, point to point, in exactly. one exactly. one shot. It's essentially an ultra. Uh, you're going to carry a lot of your own supplies, but you also had a support vehicle. Exactly. What else went into the planning process of this initial adventure that you were just doing for yourselves? Mm-hmm. There was no commercial ambition behind it. So you'll see if, if you if you take a look at a map in in uh, from Mexico, there's the biggest island in Mexico. It's called Isla Tiburon, the isle, island of the shark. That's the biggest island there is in the country, and it's just right there in the Sea of Cortes. And that, where we ran, it was actually just uh, along it. So not, not on the island, but on the on the other uh, on the shore. Mm-hmm. Um, that place is, as I said, very, very, very isolated. Uh, there's nothing, nothing there, but uh, some a few ferry, uh, a few city people, and, and just wilderness. And this is rather close to the U.S. border, no? so it would be a, a, an ideal. A place if you wanted to cross stuff without having people uh, realize it. <laughs> so, um, in short, it's a dangerous place. Yeah, exactly. And, and so when we, when Manuel talked to the city, to the elderly people, they said, okay, yes, everything is amazing. This is an honor. It's going to be a sacrifice that we see. It's going to bring some good. The only thing is that, um, we're going to provide you with two of our Seri, uh, like soldiers and guards, and they'll be carrying uh, like their machine guns and they'll be just going with you. Watching your back. <laughs> Watching your back. <laughs> and we were like, oh, wow, well, uh, I guess, I guess so. Like if you want to do it, because it's going to be a requirement. And, and this thing, uh, it was funny because Knox, Fred and Sean didn't really know about it until they were already in Mexico City and we were out having dinner, doing like a, a small recap and brief of like the uh, the next days and, and Manuel just come up comes up with the story. So, hey, this is a new uh, info that just got in. Uh, By the way, there's going to be two guys with AK-47s following <laughs> us just to make sure we stay out of trouble. Exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't back out at that point. And no, they were actually, oh, well, you know, Knox and, and them, they, they were, I guess they were somehow more like excited about it than like afraid. Sure. <laughs> it just adds, adds an additional element of adventure and uncertainty to the whole endeavor. So you brought another friend along, Danielle, to, uh-huh. to, Photograph the thing and document it. Exactly. Did you have any idea what you were going to do with those images at the time? And Knox obviously has a strong social media presence mm-hmm. in the running world. Were there any arrangements made with him to document it from his standpoint and share it with others? Or was this just an adventure amongst five dudes and whatever came out of it came out of it? Yeah, it was, it was more like the second thing you say, like we never really talked about this. Like, you know, coming up with a, like a communications plan or something like that. Uh, um, but when we were, 
when the thing was when this was coming closer to happening and we we of course did think of like well we're going to do a video we're going to take pictures so we do have to um let's come up with something like a name like let's come up with let's let's open up an instagram account of something yeah. so we can like put this out and at that point is when we 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 started to bounce ideas and it was like hey, let's uh, aire libre was born like the the name and how'd you come up with it it was it was one of the easiest brainstorming uh, exercises I've been in. <laughs> you know how usually when you have to come up with a name, it's like a tedious uh, task, and 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 every, all things you propose sound just bad, not not good. And here we, I think it was probably Daniel and Manuel and me were just out sitting, and 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 we we thought of, of like two or three names. And then I think I came up with what aire libre, like, because aire, aire, o sea, aire, it's air, libre, it's free. It's what you would say. It's a, the equivalent of saying outdoors in Spanish. And, and it just, and then it sounded really to the point, sounded nice. It's, a, and, and, and it's like everybody agreed. Like, it's catchy, aire. easy to remember, uh -huh. fun to say. Exactly. And so we, I, I guess just right then we just, opened up the Instagram and the Aire Libre, it's a very common uh, words. So we, of course we didn't find the ad Aire Libre, but we did find the dot run. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, which is a nice tie in to, exactly. to what you're doing. And, and so we came up with it and, and, and when, and we, I mean, there's always like a reason like of doing some stuff. And at that point, well, the, the reason was just for us to do an adventure, but now that we were going to capture it, and we, we said like, well, what's our objective now? And what are we gonna like? What are we trying to do with this, this with this, um, with this thing? And, and and at that point, we said like, well, what has worked and ha what has done a big difference in all in Manuel's, Daniel's, and mine in my life is is precisely these things we do. And these things we do is is mostly being out in nature and being out physically active. And, and, and that uh, has made our lives uh, much happier and, and just much better. And just, uh, and, and we said like, well, let's, let's try to just, just try to inspire then through this content. Uh, and so that people can just go out and go out and be, and be a little bit more active and because that's going to bring uh, joy and, and, and it's going to improve people's lives. And even more so if you come from Mexico City, like, like we, like we do or, or, or where, where we live and where city life is just uh, so fast paced and people don't have no time to think uh, about anything. They're just like, uh, like we call like zombies, you know, like. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing here in San Francisco. We were talking about it earlier. I mean, 20 minutes south uh -huh. of here in the city, it's busy, it's fast paced, it's moving at, at breakneck speed. No one's got time for anything. And I've always been amazed at the number of people who don't realize how much open space and incredible nature is available just 20 minutes outside of the city. Uh -huh. and, and it's accessible and it can be a nice change from that pace of life that cities are known for. Exactly. Uh, same happen, Same happens in, in, in Mexico City, as I was saying. Uh, you wouldn't believe that just 
20 minutes from, from downtown Mexico City, you can get to amazing woods and amazing trails and you can do re outdoors and nobody, and like. Not what most people think of Mexico yeah, City. Yeah, and not even like people that live there. Like, I, I right. guess I really, really think that the vast majority of people that live in Mexico City don't know that of those possibilities. And if they knew and if they did, yeah, I, I really think it would add up to their, to, to them. Um, you know, and so that, that became at that point our, our, was yeah say our direction uh, direction no yeah. to inspire to 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 do this no and do it again and, and, and actually really. make something of it and share it with other people exactly yeah. what were you doing at the time professionally because okay. this is what uh, you do full time now exactly um so at that time a uh, me i i come from a, a marketing background uh, and i at that time i was working at a startup in, in, in Mexico that was like a real, real estate, a startup company, uh, similar to, I think in the U S it's called Silo or Trulia sure. and all of those like marketplaces. And I was, uh, like, uh, the, the head, uh, head of growth hacking there doing just like, you know, eh, experiments, testing digital stuff out. And that was what I was doing at the time. And, and, and Daniel, um, my, well, my partner now, um, he, he's a photographer and he was doing a lot of freelance work and a lot of, uh, work for, uh, well, he has his own, also like a pr uh, company producing company. So he did a lot of stuff for other, other, other clients. Mm -hmm. And Manuel, our other partner, uh, he doesn't operate uh, iDelivery right now. He's a partner, but uh, he has a coding school, like a devel developer, uh, developing Got school. Or, and so that that's what we were doing at the time. Yeah. Uh, but gradually we started to, you know, shift. Yeah. And obviously you were all and still are runners. Exactly. How, I mean, you were in your late 20s at the time, you're 30 now. Uh -huh. What was your running background at the time? How long had you been into the sport and what was <clears throat> interesting you? So I've been a runner for a decade, a decade, was yeah. that 10 years. And, uh, and then as every natural, I guess, most of runners, I would, I, I started out running, doing uh, road running and uh, doing smaller races, uh, 10Ks, half marathons. And then I got into marathons. Where were you living at the time? When I started in, in Germany okay. running, uh, actually my first marathon was in, in Barcelona. Uh, and, and you know, well, when you, when you, I think when you do your first marathon and you are only looking to do like marathons and, and you want to, and I, I guess, I don't know if it's similar here. Well, I guess in the U S it might be different because you, you have many, it's a big country and there's many big cities, but in Mexico, what happens a lot in Mexico city at least is that a lot of people do marathons also to travel no? and do, and I'll go and do the, this country's marathon. They'll come to the U S they'll go to Europe. I'll yeah. Do. So at that time, so the marathons I did or I have done city marathons were, have been like uh, in other, other countries and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, well, I got to the point in where I, you know, then I, at that point I didn't know, like, for example, that Boston existed and Boston was such a big thing. And, but I got into it and, and then uh, Boston became at some point, like, you know, our, my goal. And then, well, I got to run Boston and then, uh, but at that point I was, I already had tasted the sweetness of the trails. <laughs> and, and where were you first exposed to trails? Uh, well, 
actually training for my first marathon because I used to live in, in the, um, near the black forest in Germany. So I would train there and, but I was training. They were just, for, they were just available. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Even though you're running a road, yeah, exactly. marathon, you'd get on the trails. It's but, great. but then in Mexico, like then when I was back in Mexico and I, then that's where I, when I started to do and, and started to run in, in trail races and, and that's how I, yeah, eventually shifted. When did you start developing an interest in culture and history as it mm-hmm. relates to trails and running? That's, that's, it's funny because when I think about it, like now, Idly Race just, it, it's the merge of many of my interests. Uh, and so uh, producing uh, stories, content and something, it's something I've always liked. And when I was a kid, I wanted to be like a filmmaker and I always was out like doing s- small videos and just always thought that way. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, I've been a, uh, when I've been a traveler, I've, I, I, whenever I have the chance, I just go out and travel. And, and when I lived in Europe, I, I just explored so much. And, and that adventurous exp- explorer, um, it's just followed you everywhere. You just gone. followed me. And then at that same point, I, I, I was running and then I found out that running was just the best vehicle and the best way in medium to, to know a place. And eventually also get to know yourself. And, and so all of those elements, if you started to, to, to take them and put them up in something, uh, it makes sense. I that, definitely see the pieces yeah. coming together now, <laughs> and especially with what you're doing professionally with Aire Libre. Um, mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense when you, when you think about it. So let's jump back to that mm-hmm. now. So beyond this initial adventure, You've set up the Instagram account. You've got these channels that you can expose your adventures and experiences to other people so that they, that they can uh, be inspired by them. What were the next steps? What was mm-hmm. the next experience or the first experience that you were going to share with people other than your close friends? See, so when we finished and when we published in, uh, that first uh, story, of course, we had already, we were already planning on the thing, on the next thing that we're going to do, no? And the next thing we were going to do was another content, another story that was going to be in the south of Mexico, in the state of Oaxaca, in this set of towns called the uh, Mancomunados. And it's, it's uh, an interesting place because it's a, uh, it's a set of towns that they, they're ruled by their own uh, poli- political and economical rules and, and they're, um, and their yeah, their environment is just so beautiful, and they know it, and they and that's why we wanted to to go there, no. And one of the companies that the town uh, own and operate is a, a tourism company, eco eco tourism company. And most sadly, but I think now it's shifting. But most of the people that used to go were Euro- Europeans, and, and but they didn't really have much local tourism. Although Oaxaca is a huge tourism place but nobody went there and so now with this what we wanted to do with our new uh, adventure was uh, go explore their their trails and get to know them and and then also uh, try to yeah put a spotlight uh, a good spotlight on them so that we could bring more of a national um, tourism there and precisely people that would go and, and, and be in contact with nature and physically active and at the same time go to this new area 
and 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 if they went there they would be helping out the the economy of the place because they the company sure. is owned by the the towns and so and and like the first adventure we did it ourselves and this second adventure we were able to crowdfund it and we were able to do a bigger production and following uh the line of having someone from abroad join us uh, in this adventure we we uh, were we we invited uh Eric Gordon who is a a coach and was also part of the born, uh, of the book born to run right and 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 he came in and we and we did that adventure no and did a better video and uh, just had more you know more people and so did you open it up to people who could reserve a spot and like mm-hmm. buy a ticket to be a part of this thing or did you invite people like Eric and and others to essentially just create content like what was the what was the thinking at that time so that second it wasn't open this second was still something an experience that we uh, organized closed. closed yep but crowdfunded uh, crowdfunded exactly uh, giving out perks in, in exchange no um but when the, we published, when we did it and published, and it, it, and this time it got more, even more attention. We got, we were lucky enough to uh, be, in, I don't know, published in some magazines and some. Uh, at that point, uh, parallel, we we already had started to get uh, constant messages and people reaching out uh, saying that they wanted to join us, that, that they wanted to run with us, that they wanted to. But we weren't. They wanted to be a part of the experience. They wanted to be part of the experience, exactly. Uh, but at that point, we had never even considered it, and we were not really, like, I, uh, as I was saying, we were not a running crew, we were not a running club. We were just, well, these guys doing this this stuff, and um, and to and for us to invite people to come and do these things, where it wasn't really a physical, uh, like a yeah, like a possibility because, uh, well, because it wasn't planned. It was the things we were doing. Maybe were at some were risky, like the first one with the. <laughs> You know, and so yeah, there, there's liabilities yeah, there exactly. that need to be accounted for, and you just can't accept some random person, you know, writing you in Instagram. Yeah, yeah, sure, come join. But uh, but we it did got to the point where precisely we said we have we have to we have to do something, and 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 when we finished the Oaxaca adventure and video at that almost at that same point, we said like let's let's do. Now let's try to what we've done, bring it uh, and and package it and 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 the elements that we have a, uh, yeah, that we appreciate, put them in experiences that we can now uh, share with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did then our first ex- experience, and it was precisely at that same, at that same place in Oaxaca in those same trails because we had already done uh, a test run, t- done the test run. And and we did our first one, which was in January two thousand seventeen. Okay. Uh, with a with a it was it was very fun because we had a a group of um, about thirteen Canadians and then about eight Mexicans. Okay. And this group of Canadians were they came through a, a friend who who was founded a like a running crew in Toronto called the the of. Um, well, it was off the grid. It's it's what they do, similar to like running camps in their in their in their outdoors, um, and at the same time they have the Parkdale Road Runners in a, a running crew from Toronto. So most of the people were from from them, and the people from Mexico were just like people that just followed us and just signed up. 
and the the thing happened. And and how many well, days was it? That was um uh, a six day experience. Six days experience where you got into Oaxaca City and then you had to, we you were able to run and explore Oaxaca City, which is the best. It's my favorite city in New Mexico. It's so rich in everything, in culture, in food, in like and well. You have mezcal, which comes from Oaxaca, <laughs> and then and then you go up to the mountains, and then you do the, this whole experience. And and what's really fun is that it's a run that it's almost like a hot hot to hot thing. So you don't you don't come back to a point. You always say uh, you know get, you're on a journey. Uh huh. Exactly. And and the the amazing thing is that similar to what we've done before, when we were designing and 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 the, putting this thing together, we said like, well, this is going to be really fun. You know, like people are going to come and enjoy themselves so much because I mean, the place and the running, what we didn't know, it was like what impact it was, it was going to have on people's like on an, indiv on an individual level. And that when the first run finished, it's an epic, that that's an, that's an epic experience because the last part you get to run through this like very long suspending bridge. And then, so it's an epic final, no? So when people like ran across, got to the other end and I was already there, like receiving, like ready to like hug them and give them like a small mezcal glass and stuff. And, and then when people just like, I guess out of the 2016, just bursted into tears, like individually and everybody was so, so high on life. And I heard feedback such as like people saying that that was probably of their lifetime their the biggest and most in a life life experience transformative and, experience for them see and when that happened we i mean we were we were so sh shocked and and so so amazed and so surprised and and you guys were hooked I, yourselves. You wanted yeah, to do more of it, and exactly, and because we said, "Hey, what did we just do?" I, I, we, I just took it out. I just took you out running in the woods, <laughs> and now <laughs> so much more than that. <laughs> and, and and again, with as, as with the same with the things we with the stories, we couldn't stop, and we said, "Like we, we we're onto something here," and and we when we haven't stopped. So ever since January two thousand fifteen, we've uh, we've done how many um, experiences. And it, it, it must, we have done about, I think, 14 to 15 experiences. And, and when we be began, it has all been, we've done different types. You know, we've done shorter versions, longer versions. And at, and at that point, also, we, we were not, um, we're not fully behind the project. And we were still doing other, others, other stuff. Working other jobs. Yeah. And, but then, uh, luckily, luckily enough, uh, in just in March of this year, uh, we got to a point where we were able to to do to do the shift and, and take that 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 leap of faith and and be on it. And so we we've been now on this last months, uh, been really focused on on developing like properly now a structure and planning like a proper, but yeah, having formalizing a pro formalizing it, a it bit and. More. And so, so, and now having like info published and, and dates and, and new, new, um, places where we, we started doing experiences in Mexico because that's where we're from. Right. And we, we offer in, in like our big ones are in Oaxaca, in Chiapas, which is a South, 
uh, a state in the south, which borders Guatemala. And then we're off, we're doing one in, in the north, in Chihuahua, in the Cooper Canyons with the Tarahumara, with, the, you know, this uh, amazing uh, runners from uh, also. Well, that were, that were featured in the, exactly. mm. the primary protagonists in Born to Run. Uh -huh. Exactly. And so those are our main, main ones there. And then, and then we're going to be doing one in Mexico City and it's outdoors. Uh, but then at the same time, since we, we yeah, this is also the best uh, way for us to also do the stuff elsewhere. We're doing um, now in Bolivia as well. And we're going to be doing in Chile and like in Patagonia in that area and, and hopefully in other parts of the world. Um, but what we try to really do and focus is uh, pick places and curate places. You're that, very deliberate about where you go. Exactly. We, we, uh, we have a very distinct DNA to, in our project, which, which luckily started off with that first thing we ever did in the desert, uh, with the indigenous people, with the ancestral knowledge, with culture. And, and all of these elements have to be present, uh, uh, because I, things that we, we like, respect, and are things that we want to share and we want for people to, to know because that has been our our magic uh, formula so that seems I, to be working see so that in the end people are just just blown away and 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 do and do end up with like an amazing life experience because they we should be doing we should be living amazing experiences yeah i i think it's amazing on a number of levels one on the personal transformative level as you just described for these people who partake in these experiences, it changes them. Yeah. Um, it yeah. educates them. Yeah. Uh, it inspires them to go back home and look at their lives in a different way. But also, your own journey from a business perspective, yeah. how this thing that started as a personal project mm -hmm. and was a personal mm -hmm. project for the first two experiences is now something that is commercially viable, even if you don't want to look at it that way, but it's something that you can now share with yeah. other people. And the way that you described it is they're experiencing a lot of the same things that you guys did mm -hmm. in those mm -hmm. first two adventures, which is pretty amazing when you think yeah. about it. See, it's, yeah, I know. I mean, we've been very fortunate to, yeah, to, to be where we are. But I think always when I come and think about it, and as we were talking earlier, it's just, I guess no matter who does this, but if you do, I, I really feel, I really do believe that if you, if you follow your passion and guts, you, you're going to be onto something. So we, we began, we didn't know that we were going to get here, but things, you, you take a step and then, but if that step is taken with the heart in mind, then it's going to be a really good step you're taking. And that will open up some branches and that you'll take, uh, you'll follow. And then just one step at a time. See, and, and, but if, if again, if the, the passion and the intention is there, you're going to get, follow. you're get to a place. And, and I think, and I'm, uh, I try to think that that's how, how we got to, to where we're right now. And, and we're at the possibility of, 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 of inviting and doing this and, and being to able to share these experiences with many people. And with many people, I mean anyone, because you might believe or think that this is all only for uh, like hardcore runners because of the runs we did uh, back then. But 
these experiences we designed for pr pretty much anyone. Eh? Like no matter if you're a very good eh, distance runner or if you are someone that just started out, eh, we really focus so that you both can 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 come, and you'll have a guide and that will follow you if you walk or you have a guide that will run with you, you really run and they'll both be local guides and they'll be, so the experiences. You've got everyone covered. See, exactly. Everyone covered. And because, and, and that's again, the, the, the way that we like to think and, and that, that we like to, the philosophy of our, of our project, we're much, we're focused on, on, a, on a life experience more than on, on a training more than on, on performance or there are great camps, training camps and whatnot. If you want to do that, no, this is, this isn't that, no, this is, this is something different. Uh, uh, and it's been, yeah, it's amazing. So as this has expanded and as you've began offering more and different experiences, what's the typical length of one of the Ari Libre experiences and what, is the typical attendance for okay. one of your from experiences? One. So they're usually from six to eight days okay. experiences. Um, and we try to keep them small again, because we, we want to curate and keep, uh, keep, uh, keep things, uh, with tight and, and with quality. So the, the most amount of people that we will have is about 15, 16 people. And then we'll be averaging maybe 12, yeah, from 12 to 15 people. Kind of open to anyone, mm -hmm. first come, first serve type of deal. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. First come, first served. And, and, and then, and then we, we close because you, you have to add up that there's the people that will come and then there's the people that will be, uh, will be on the trip, like the local guides and uh, everyone. So it ends up being a, a group of, logistics of, involved. of 18 people maybe sure. with, with, with the staff. And, and Have you been surprised at all by the response to the content that you've put out or were you initially surprised and maybe not so much anymore that it's grown a bit of a following? Mm, no, I've, I've been surprised and, and it's, it's really, it's been a funny coincidence and, that again, when we started out doing the stories and content that ended up, that led us to have, to the experiences, no? Mm -hmm. And so, and if you look at now, and if you, if you put on your, like, I don't know, business strategy hat, you're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, that's what people, like companies do. People need content to promote themselves. And, and, and so now like, the how we started the stories that we are still doing um are the natural uh was yeah driver and 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 say marketing to to the to the to, to the, the experiences, experiences. yeah um because because yeah because we're we're still doing both i mean we're at the same time uh, doing the experiences which is uh our fair our most or or yeah our main focus now but we're still producing content and that content is, it's also on its own. It's not content that we like that we do for the experiences, but our stories that we, we still feel relevant and that we need to tell. Mm -hmm. And like the last thing we, we did, we, we ran, a, we ran along the U S Mexican border in, in the, in the, between Arizona and Sonora with a, a tribe called the Tohono Odham. 
and, and we we contact them and and ran with them because of you know right now there's this great idea of a guy that wants to build a wall and <laughs> and uh and the con there's like a an interesting uh, story and con and things happening there and we felt that it was uh, a good uh, yeah that we felt that it was maybe good to to use running and use uh, what we've been doing good which is tell stories to 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 tell a story of unity and and just and so we went out there and ran with them and we did a, a nice video and then like uh, some nice article and, and which is you know like apart from the experiences but that thing has has leads interest yeah well and i think that's so important especially in a very what's a very hostile climate right now to show that there are still things like running that can unite us and even though we may be divided on other things there is that that common connection that's a story that needs to be told more yeah. uh, because we're hearing too much of the other side right now. So kudos to you guys uh -huh. for, for doing that. And, you know, for those of you listening, and I'm going to link to a lot of this in the show notes, but Ida Libre's content is, it's just incredible. I mean, you brought on, I mean, just Danielle is a, that's what he did. He's a documentary <laughs> filmmaker and photographer. So his stuff was solid, yeah. you know, from the get go. And that theme has been consistent through all of the experiences that you've done and the stories that you've told. And I'll link to some of those in, in the show notes because I do think um, listeners need to see for themselves um, these stories and, and what it is that you're or you've been talking about here over the past, you know, 40 minutes or so. Um, you mentioned culture. Hmm. And this is something I've talked to some of my other guests about. For you, what does running culture mean? What is it? Oof. So I guess re related to, to what you were just saying, and running, running is something no matter where you go, like it's something that we've always done. Like it, it, it's recurrent that we go to the city and then maybe nowadays they don't run anymore, but they used to be, and they used to be runners, you know, the, the, we went out with the Tohono and the Hoppies and they were all runners. So running is something that I believe is, this is the most common denominator and the thing that unites us eh, the most. So I think it's, it's a very, just as human beings. It's yeah, exactly as human beings. It's a very elemental, um, activity. And that 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 bridges bridges people and connects people on a very very uh, uh, deep level. And we we went out running today, and we were you were sharing me your uh, your trails, and and we were just having the greatest time and and just talking about it. And that's for for me for me that's the running culture. Yeah. And for me, it's 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 having you in Mexico city, hopefully very soon. And, and then sharing again and, and having to sh share you more, our, our trails and our, and, and everything. So that exists regardless of country, regardless of regardless, race, yes, regardless yes, exactly. of, of exactly. any of that of stuff. times, of, that common of denominator. Of, as yeah, you exactly. Said. It's a common denominator. It's, I love it. See, see. <laughs> um, we'll wrap up here momentarily, but what's next for Arte Libre? I know, 
you briefly mentioned to me earlier mm-hmm. and in this podcast about expanding beyond Mexico. I know you're just scouting in mm-hmm. Bolivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were talking off mic just about kind of the business side of things and, mm-hmm. and growth in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does that look like for Ari Libre over the next couple of years? So, well, again, we... we upcoming like in the very short term we have like some experiences by the end of this year in november we have our next retreat in oaxaca in january we have our next retreat in chiapas are these still open and yeah these are still open okay and then and then next year we have planned about uh, 10 experiences that will take place in all of these uh, places i mentioned previously and our first uh, experience outside of mexico and bolivia and then most probably by the end of the year, we'll be doing, uh, we'll be doing Chile. And we, we, ha- we're planning, um, so that we can have, uh, running experiences, not only in Latin America, but also, uh, in, in, in Northern Africa, also Morocco and, and Thailand and destinations that we believe share and we can find the elements that we look for in and that are part of that DNA, that part of the DNA and that we can also, and that are also uh, f- very well located so that we can, so that people can, you're, I mean, Morocco is just a uh, very cheap flight away from most of the Euro European countries. No, Thailand is also like a, a huge destination. And so, um, all of, all, Experiences in in all of this in in all of these different geographies is something that we where it's gonna come up and and at the same at the same time well with the the content production side of it and there's big stories that we wanna be telling our our next is a very fun a legend that we are going to replicate which is. And back in the days, the Aztecs used to, the Moctezuma king used to eat daily fish that was brought to him from the Gulf Coast uh, through a relay system, a relay system. And it was through an indigenous, uh, like a class called the Tamemes. And so we're going to replicate this story uh, exactly as it supposedly went. Catch a fish, put it in your back, probably with a, a better design system, and, and <laughs> run it to the run next it all stop. the way to yeah, to next stop, and get it all the way to Mexico City, and then have a, a dinner and and all of this bit, and of course, like have this documented like very properly, come up with like a, a, a nice video, and but the the theme here is that we want to do something regarding a uh, food consciousness. And regarding, because uh, that's something that also, uh, well, I think it's worldwide, but Mexico really lacks as well. Uh, there's no, there's no big uh, food consciousness, and there's serious big health issues regarding um, people eating habits, no. And so, like that epic story will will come up, and and after that, like more 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 stories such as that. So amazing travel experiences, and then uh, stories that we and messages that we wanna we want to be putting out and communicating. Yeah, I love what you guys are doing. I can't wait to experience it myself one of these days. Before we wrap this up here, where can my listeners follow Are Libre? Where can they learn about the upcoming experiences that you're offering? And where can 
they consume some of this content that we've been talking about? Sure. So you can find us on social media as airelibre.run. So aire, it's A-I-R-E-L-I-B-R-E. And that's Instagram, that's uh, Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. And then on our website, which is airelibre.run, www.airelibre.run. And once in the site, you'll find it's very easy to to go around. It's, you'll find the experiences and then you'll find the stories. And, and we have the dates of all the upcoming ones. And you can also uh, leave your email there just so, so that you can start getting the info of the, the upcoming experiences. And, and, and yeah, or just write us and send us an email. We can also talk directly. I mean, um, you can email me at uh, mau, M-A-U, um, at run, And I, we will be so happy to 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 hear, run, and share with you. Really enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> Thanks so much no, for coming thank by. Thank you, this, is, this, has been a, this has been an amazing day. And that's a wrap on this week's show. Thank you so much for listening in. If you would like to help out the Morning Shakeout podcast, the easiest way for you to do so is by going to Apple Podcasts, wherever you consume audio, and leaving a rating and a review. only takes a minute or two, but helps other listeners discover the show, and it means a lot to me. Thank you to all of you who've done so already, and for those of you who haven't, please get on it. I'm just kidding. I'm not that desperate. Uh, for those of you who would like to support the show even further, you can do that by going to themorningshakeout.com slash support and pledging via Patreon. Many thanks to those of you who have already done that. That really means a lot to me and really helps to sustain this show and cover all of my costs. And finally, thank you to John Isaac, who makes this show sound as good as it does week in and week out. I don't know what i do without you, John. So, gracias. That's it for this week's episode. I'm Mario Fraley, and this has been the Morning Shakeout Podcast. Morning Shakeout.